Nintendo Cartridge Society presents NCS Classic Edition Metroid Other M Part 7 Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? We did it! We did it. We've uh, finished Metroid Other M, which means you should finish Metroid Other M as well uh, before listening to this. Or say, I don't care about spoilers, I'm just going to listen to this thing anyway. Also, spoiler for this episode, I'm throwing out a spoiler right now, I don't know what happened in in this game no idea i i genuinely could not tell you uh how the story concludes i or like how like all the mysteries come together well i I would argue that the mysteries do not in fact come together but i think they were intended to (sighs) okay where where do you want to start here first of all the last chunk of this game starting with uh sector zero and uh just go going to the end uh, probably took us what, like an hour and a half, I think. Uh, cl- maybe closer to two hours. It's almost, may- yeah. It t- it took a little while, but it- we played very little of it. Oh yeah, I mean the things you did in this game w- was backtrack. Yes, and then, uh, one two boss battles. One of which was a boss I had fought previously. Uh huh. The nightmare. Uh, and then. More and then cutscenes, and yeah. I think that's pretty much it, right? And the cutscenes, I think we're on record already as saying are the worst part of this game. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But also, we just spent an hour and a half to two hours, and maybe thirty minutes of it was gameplay. I would say maybe. Do you think that's right? Forty-five yeah. minutes, half of it maybe. I mean, I think right at the end is a solid forty-five minutes of cutscene. Ugh. Like brutal. Just brutal. So I think we are to determine that James, who I think was my boyfriend, is that right? Yeah, the James slash Errol Flynn uh, slash D'Artagnan, right? D'Artagnan <laughs> uh, slash Zachary Levi's character from the, the <laughs> Thor movies is the deleter. I think that's what we're okay. So let's examine the evidence. The evidence is we don't know who the deleter is. Late in the game, we discovered James's dead body. Yep. Okay, so nobody brings up the deleter in any of these no. cutscenes. So, counter argument, maybe it's Anthony, because he lives to the end of the game. <laughs> He's the only person on that team that lives to the end of the game. Mm, that'd make that whole thing too interesting. <laughs> That's a great point. So, things, things that are interesting. Let's, let's start on, on, on a positive note, if we can. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily have a way into something positive. Oh, great! Because I I don't know that I do either. Oh, so come on, man. I, uh, so I liked, I liked the seeing the Queen Metroid at the end. Um, the evolutions of Metroid don't appear anywhere else in the series except for in uh, Metroid Two: The Return of Samus on the Game Boy, and uh, it, that game is all just about hunting down metroids right 
um and they start off as normal and the like deeper into the planet you go the more evolved and weird they are they have extra limbs and uh, eventually you fight like a big crocodile one which looks very similar to the queen that you fight in this game so i liked that i liked seeing that monster again so explain to me what like so the queen uh-huh. is just another metroid like an evolved metroid yeah it's like a bee okay so then how does mother brain fit into all of that oh god man because mother brain's not the mom of these metroids like she's not the queen bee we'll go so far as to say that mother brain is not the mama okay and then hit it on the head with the frying mm-hmm, pan mm-hmm. <laughs> noted uh Right. So Mother Brain, or at least as I understand Mother Brain through this game, right, is a telepathic creature that controls A, Metroids, and B, maybe the Space Pirates too? And C, everything, apparently, if... uh, Yeah, you got enough telepathy, like, control anything. (laughs) If, like, Melissa Bergman, spoiler, (laughs) is any indication, she can pretty much do anything. Uh, yeah. Okay, let, let's try. Let's try to understand the what the end of like the the story here. Okay, right. So, Madeline, the Madeline Bergman that we know is revealed to be dun 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 MB the an android, an android who the Federation, including the real Madeline Bergman, uh huh, created. By the way, there's a real Madeline Bergman. <laughs> uh, created to keep. To in order to control the Metroids that they're creating, or, or at this point or they the haven't space created. Pirates. It's or, not clear. Yeah, where do the space pirates come from? Did the they Guan make the space pirates? I think so. Yeah, I think they made the space. I think every living thing on that ship was cloned from Samus's suit, except for the the people. But why make space pirates? I don't know. Because <laughs> they're bioweapons, Mark. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know. Where were we in, in trying to establish the... So, MB, Mother Brain, formerly Madeline Bergman, now we know is also called Melissa Bergman. They created this android. She started mouthing off, having opinions of her own. I mean, she seemed like a teenager. Yeah, right. She She's like having a tantrums and... Right. But, but she, she was scary because she's a knowledgeable teenager. Right. And can telepathic, con- and she can control bioweapons with her brain. I, like she is scary. She's yeah. legit scary. Yeah. Um. And so then they do something to her, which is either turn off her emotions or turn emotions on, and it may or may not be connected to this uh barrette in her hair. Okay, so I think you're right. We were talking about this a little bit before or while it was happening. I think you're right that the barrette turns off. Her emotions. her emotions because they say earlier in the cutscene that she like developed developed them. emotions yeah. and that they were out of control so it's like they lobotomized her with the the barrette or something yes which is just it's uh is that supposed to look like the inside of a metroid i think so because it had like the it's like the little three balls. circles yeah. yeah um so Help me here. <laughs> they give her the barrette, which sort of lobotomizes her. And at, at that's the point where Madeline starts calling her Melissa. Melissa. And Melissa likes this because then it feels like she's Madeline's daughter. 
but her emotions are being dampened, but she likes it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to be, yeah. Okay. Um, So then what happened? (laughs) I don't really know. I don't really understand. Like, where, because the next thing I remember, (laughs) Mark came to, (laughs) is uh, Melissa MB, we'll just call her MB, is releasing everything on the spaceship. Yeah, that's about where I check in, too. So, and then later, uh, at the end of the game, Samus is explaining, you know, when you're, like, flying on the ship and there's all the stardust that's taking the form of people? So dumb. She explains that, like, MB isn't really to blame because she's just an AI and she saw how, like, greedy and awful humanity can be. And she made the leap that humanity needed to be destroyed. So it's not really MB's fault. It's humanity's fault. That's the message of this, apparently. So, well, okay. Well, I, don't, I don't even know that we can begin to tackle what we think the message of this thing can be. The end of this game is more convoluted than a Metal Gear game, right? Um, and not as well acted, which is a crazy thing to say because those games aren't particularly well acted. Um, I mean, the, the, playing the end of this game felt like the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 to me. Um, just in that, like, I can't believe I'm not playing for this long. And they're just, like, spouting weird, like, dumb, unrelated philosophical points at me. Your very last, inter- like, interaction with this game is another one of those first-person segments where you're fixed in place mm-hmm. and you have to just, like, um, shoot things. Yeah, you had to shoot. I'm not even sure what they are at this point. They're just like monsters that are on on the uh, on the the bottle ship. You have to shoot them out of the way so you can take aim at MB. So like you've resolved yourself to shoot her, but Madeline stop stops you. Doesn't stop you. It's like Madeline shoots at her, but then. Uh, the Federation shows up. The Federation is they there. They shoot her yeah. before Madeline's bullet gets to her. Is my memory of what happens. <laughs> we literally stopped playing this like five minutes ago. Well, we had to sit through like twenty minutes of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's afterwards. like yeah. Uh, so even though the game, like we turned off the game about five minutes ago, we're talking about thirty or forty-five minutes ago, cutscene wise. Of stuff that I don't care about and didn't understand. Right, and have very little recollection of. It's very hard to, rem- to remember. It's just like I can't wrap my head around anything that happened. Was there anything you liked? Because um, really, the gameplay portion of it consisted... I mean, I don't know that we're ever going to make sense of the story. Did the gameplay portion of it... Did either of the boss battles intrigue you? Because that's basically what it came down to. Right, two it was boss just battles. two boss battles. Uh, uh, Nightmare Again, mm-hmm. and then Queen Metroid. Queen Metroid. Uh, so Nightmare Again was a little, a, a lot like Nightmare the first time in that it was just sort of long. I never felt like I didn't know what I was doing, which is some it, that is a quality of boss fights in this game. Um, so like that's okay, but we just fought that thing uh, in, in the last episode. So that's not, like, if, if you were playing this game, if you were shotgunning it all the way through, you would fight the Nightmare twice in an hour, and that's too much, you know? 
the one mechanic that was kind of cool was like the black hole vortex. Yeah, that was neat. That it would send out occasionally. But when you think about it, the second nightmare fight and the Queen Metroid fight, the mechanics basically boil down to the same thing. Where it's like, okay, I'm gonna, the bad guy's going to shoot projectiles at me that will slowly come towards me. And yeah. if they touch me, they hurt. So I have to like sense move out of the way. And then once I've sense moved out of the way, I kind of have to first person target it to blow yeah. it away. It's the, the Queen Metroid fight in, in particular, uh, you know, she lets out six Metroids. First one, then two, then three. Um and if you are bad, you'll be fighting all six of them at one time. Um, but that how you have to deal with the Metroids highlights what's wrong with the game, like going into first person to shoot missiles, right? Because you've got six of these things, sometimes five, sometimes four, whatever. Um, and you have to freeze them and then blast them with three missiles. So you have to go into first person, during which time you're totally vulnerable to anything that the other five Metroids want to do to you. And it, there's no, like, every time that I did it and got out of first person in time to uh, sense move away from the Metroid that was attacking me, it was a small miracle that, like, and, and it, you don't feel like it's a small miracle because, like, Samus is really, like, working hard to do it. It's a small miracle because you're like, okay, it took me a little bit longer than I wanted to for the game to register that I was pointing the Wiimote at the screen. And then, like, oh, it took a little bit longer to, like, recognize that I was, like, pulling away. Um, it just, it, it feels broken. More so at the end. That, like, by the end, you should be like, yeah, these are the mechanics of the game. And they work, and I love it, and I'm empowered by them. But instead, it's like, I'm still hung up on this. This still bothers me. Yeah, I mean, I think we've complained about it since the first episode, but going back and forth between first-person mode and the just regular, Mm -hmm. like, third-person is bad. It's laggy. It takes, like, too much time. The game doesn't always register that that's what you want to do immediately. Yeah, well, and, like, that's one of the things that, you know, for all of the imprecision of the the Wii Remote with, like, waggle controls, um, one thing that I've never thought it was imprecise with was uh, pointer controls. Yeah, it's the transition between the two that really messes it up. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's... We were so positive on it last episode. Yeah. And then this one, Complete the, en- the ending of this game is really bad. Yeah. Well, because, you know, it, it makes you... Do you ever feel like when, when you're playing a game with a, a lot of cutscenes like this, that um, the cutscenes are like your reward for, for playing the game well? Like, that you, you did well, and then the game's like, here, I'm rewarding you with a, a little movie. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't really like cutscenes in video games. Yeah. I generally skip through all of them. Mm-hmm. So, no. I don't really feel that way. <laughs> Do you ever feel that way? I mean, when when I'm playing like an Uncharted or The Last of Us, you know, I I think those games play well enough that I'm not I'm never like, oh, I just got to get through this gameplay section to see the next uh part. But I do feel like the game is rewarding me with a well-acted, well-filmed, filmed in quotes, um scene uh that i care about or at least i'm like gonna get some resolution on something i care about um but like this is profoundly not that right like it's you're almost being punished with like oh were you having fun with these characters like screw you buddy (laughs) watch them do some stupid things that don't make sense 
I this feels like such an outlier in the Metroid universe. Oh yeah. Um, it feels like I don't know, it, like something somebody wanted to do, just like as an experiment. Yeah. Like, hey, what if I've seen these other games that are doing a similar thing? So what if we tried to make a narrative, a like hyper narrative game? And let's just make it Metroid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it seems like a it it feels like a very video gamey uh narrative driven video game, right? Um that even even in a game like Metal Gear or like the Uncharted, they're not trying to be like video games in their cinematics. They're trying to be like movies. And when they succeed, that's you know that's when they're closest to being like movies. But like at best, this only ever felt like a crappy video game cinematic. Yeah, like my nightmare scenario. Yeah. I, you know, when it comes to like game stories, which mm-hmm. I don't really care anything about. This is a great example of why you shouldn't care. Also, uh, during the last like fifteen minutes, my girlfriend came home and like watched the end of it with us, and it. I was embarrassed. I don't know about you, Mark, but I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it's a real doozy. It's a real doozy. So what would you say? Rec- recommend <laughs> recommend this game to, uh, to our listeners? I mean, I guess there's no surprise that this is a bad game. Yes. And I think, honestly, I came into it hoping that I'd be able to walk away and be like, oh, it's not as bad. Yeah. As people say, here's some like really redeeming qualities about it. And I do think overall it, you know, tries to do some interesting things. I think the problem is that it just fails at everything. Every step, yeah. Like the the action ends up not being fun with a few rare exceptions. The storytelling is just straight up no fun. Um the relationships in the game are all bad or boring or confusing or all three. Um, sometimes the atmosphere is nice, right? So there are some like sectors that yeah, there's some cool. sectors that are cool. Towards the end, the music gets a lot better. Yeah, it's it's certainly more like involved. Um, but yeah, like I feel like out of the six episodes where we like talked about the game itself, mm-hmm. five of them we hated. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah, there was like an hour and a half segment in there that we enjoyed, but that's over like a 12 or, you know, 13 hour gameplay. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so we've done seven episodes of this. Two of them are moderately positive. I'd give this game two out of seven stars. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I would, <laughs> give, I would give this game two out of seven. Are the scale that Nintendo Cartridge Society uses. Right. Out of seven. Right. And, and stars is that what we're doing yes yeah, are they stars. always going to be metroids <laughs> two out of seven metroids two out of seven metroids <laughs> sure why not okay so that that's going to be our final word on uh metroid other m two out of seven metroids uh would not play again mark would you play this again There's absolutely no not this is my second time going through it the first time was whenever it was first released so i don't know maybe like eight years ago at this point yeah yeah so never again never that is again. my promise to you great so mark what are we going to do next time on one of these things i think we're going to play the original legend of zelda we're going to play the original we're legend actually going to play a good game that people have access to instead of a bad game that nobody wants to buy and is difficult to acquire 
Yeah, we should have started that way. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Network.